0: Welcome to another edition of Sounds Like Comics, the podcast based out of Perth, Western Australia. I'm Luke from That Film shoot. My co-host today is Jason. Oh, hey. How you go? Also from That Film shoot. Yeah. welcome to the podcast. Good to be back my second time. Second time. First one was Justice League, the TV movie from, I think, the same year as this, 97. Oh, yeah. The failed TV pilot. I remember nothing of that. Today's topic, Steel, a Superman spin-off starring basketball sensation Shaquille O'Neal as a superhero out to prevent gang violence. So there you go, you've got a mini plot and a <laughs> intro <laughs> in one. Oh, you do that really well. If you haven't watched Steel, but you want to, go watch it before listening to our full review. We will be talking spoilers, but again, this is a movie that came out in 97. I think if you was going to watch it, you'd have seen it before now. Before we get into it. What was your exposure to this movie before I asked you to be on the show?
1: Yeah, I had watched it as a kid at some point. I don't remember when. It must have been around. It must have been in the nineties, you know, around the Batman and Robin time. So I don't. I did not see this at the at the movies or anything. It must have been a rental
0: or something like that or on TV. I don't remember it getting a theatrical release in the UK, but I did buy it brand new on VHS as a new release Ah, bought it of course like purchased I walked into a shop gave somebody money and I bought it on VHS and took it home and kept it forever (laughs) I I watched this movie a (laughs) lot I mean keep in mind this came out at a time where we didn't have a lot of superhero movies now this was I think a year after Spawn I think that was 96 right so we had Spawn Steel and then Blade Batman and Robin came out this year Nineteen
1: ninety-seven. Yes, I think it was seventy. It was ninety-seven and ninety-eight in some territories.
0: A bit confusing. On TV, we had Lois and Clark, which ran from ninety-three to ninety-six. So that's just you know painting a picture here. We did not have a lot. So I watched Steel. <laughs> <laughs> Steel first appeared in the Adventures of Superman issue five hundred. You may not have known that. He was created by Louise Simonson and artist John Bogdenov. He was introduced in 1993 as one of the several replacement characters for the then-deceased Superman. Steel continued to be an independent superhero after Superman's resurrection. Originally referred to as the Man of Steel, which was one of Superman's nicknames. Yeah, and then he dropped Man of, and he just became known as Steel. And we recently put out a review for Reign of Superman or Reign of the Superman, and that's why I thought it was timely to put out a Steel episode. Yeah, you've
1: got me somehow talking Steel twice.
0: But, you yeah, know, here we are. And after re-watching this movie for the podcast, I feel as though I would have, even though I did like Steel in the Reign of the Superman movie, I think I'd have enjoyed him more with him being a closer adaptation of the character than when I watched it that first time. I did still enjoy him in Superman, but after watching Shaq, I think I'd have maybe enjoyed <laughs> John Henry Irons in that movie a hell of a lot more. Going through a little bit of the, the history of the character on TV, going back and having a look, I was quite surprised to find how active this character has been. He was in Superman the Animated Series, voiced by Michael Dawn. Oh, yeah, okay. And I went back and watched the episode Heavy Metal. It is a Superman story, but it also doubles up as the origin of Steel. you got Metallo in that episode. And it was pretty good. All really. right, And like this movie, no cape. No yeah, red cape enough. in the animated series. It came back, again, on and off in the Justice League Unlimited series, this time voiced by Phil Lamar. He's also the guy that voiced the John Stewart Green Lantern in that show. Gods and Monsters, that was the... Justice League movie where it was like an Elseworld's tale. Remember yeah. where Batman was a vampire? Well, there's a scene where there's loads of scientists gathered together. Like, there's no costumes here, but in civilian clothing, you do get to see briefly John Henry Iron Just snacking there. All right. Young Justice Outsiders, you get to see him occasionally walking around in the background, voiced by Zeno Robinson. And there, his design is similar to what we get in Reign of the Supermen. In film, of course, in 1997, we got the film starring Shaquille O'Neal in the title role and Judd Nelson as a new villain named Nathaniel Burke. That character had not been around before. I think in the comics, the main villain at the time for Steel was someone known as the White Rabbit. But they decided for that film, or this film we're here to talk about, to have original characters. Am I right in thinking
1: like everybody besides Steel is an original character? Is that... Was that the deal like this? I believe so, yeah. There's literally I think no... like
0: Sparky, Uncle Joe, I think they're, yeah, they're all, all made for this movie. All for this movie. But back in animation, we've got Justice League, The New Frontier. There's a very young John Henry Irons. He appears, I think, at Graveside. He's reading a book. Very brief, no dialogue. In the movie Justice League, Throne of Atlantis, we do get to see John Henry Irons working, I believe, in construction. It was voiced by Cary Payton. He's a big DC guy. He voices Cyborg in the Teen Titans cartoons. And he does like various, various voices. He's always around. He was Aqualad in Young Justice. Okay. (laughs) But interestingly with that, so Throne of Atlantis, that is the first appearance of the John Henry Irons that we see in Reign of the Superman. That is all in continuity. Right, so then he doesn't appear into that. So it's interesting, really, they played the long game, but of course, when the movie came out, Superman, it was voiced by Chris Williams. This is an interesting one. In Teen Titans Go! To The Movies, Steel makes a very brief appearance alongside Jonah Hex and Shazam, or Captain Marvel. And there's a joke about, you know, the studio is willing to make... A movie about anybody, obviously, except for Robin, yeah, which is the plot of that movie. And the show, Steel, and that's pretty fun. And obviously, Josh Rowland played Jonah Hex in that movie. Mm-hmm. That came out that not many people saw, but I have the Blu-ray. <laughs> you went out and you gave someone money. Got the Blu-ray. <laughs> and then we got The Death of Superman, and I've mentioned it many times already, Reign of the Supermen. So we first got to see Iron suit up a Steel at the end of Death. And then Reign of the Superman is where he's in the full costume. I kind of hope we continue to see that character yeah. in, in future movies. Because like, I think Reign of the Superman, that's the 13th movie in that continuity, or thereabouts. Yeah, but like the 33rd like, animated oh, movie. Oh, they made many more, one. but starting with Justice League War and then up until Reign of the Superman, yeah. I think they made about thirteen. So, hopefully, Steel comes back. No, but you're right. Like, he's appeared in, in a lot more than I thought. You know, like... And that's why I want to go through the list because as I'm looking it up, I'm like, ah, I mean, a lot of times he's in the background. Like, no cameo appearance is
1: just a visual shot or something. Yeah, but that
0: counts. But still. it all counts. So, I mean, this, this character he was essentially Iron Man before Iron Man, at least on the big screen. Yes.
1: No, it's a good comparison. I mean, he's someone
0: cause... that realizes that his weapons are being used for bad and wants to put a stop to it yeah, and builds a big iron suit. And someone that he once worked with is like selling military-grade weapons to the bad guys? It really is.
1: Yeah, it's it's like that first Iron Man movie story. But I guess one of them did it better.
0: Well, I'll go through the plot, and maybe this is the one (laughs) that did it better. John Henry Irons designs weapons for the military. When his project to create weapons that harmlessly neutralise soldiers is sabotaged, he leaves in disgust. When he sees gangs are using his weapons on the street... He uses his brains and his Uncle Joe's junkyard know how to fight back, (laughs) becoming (laughs) a real man of steel. Steel was considered a large box office bomb on its release with an estimated budget of 16 million. The film grossed just over 1.7 million at the box office. To put it in context, I mean, you can always, I mean, already you can see the huge loss that this movie made. But in Batman and Robin's opening weekend, it made more than the entire run of Steel. Yeah, it's crazy. But just look at look at that budget figure as well. And then, might be
1: showing my hands here, but the look of the movie, like the... Where did they spend that money? Was it just hiring those tanks in that opening scene?
0: Maybe it was all those rubber suits Shaggot <laughs> Hill was wearing. I mean, just... Okay, let's go back to 1996. Warner Brothers... They've made a movie starring a basketball star, Space Jam. Right. A year later, it's as if they thought, you know what? Let's, bank Let's on do that. it again. Yeah. We've got Shaq. Like, you know, he's already a role model. Mm. People like him. He's a big guy. Let's now, make him is this, a superhero. Is this before what's the what is the movie Kazam? That was his first. Right. There was a second that I'm blanking on, but Steel was his third. So it's almost like this was his last shot. Like this movie had to work. Otherwise, no more movie no, career. No, no. And he's popped up He'd say, I think... Scary Movie, scary movie 4. four. Yeah. He shares the screen with Dr. Phil. Mm. And I've not really seen him in movies since. But let's talk about Shaq. <laughs> okay. He was a professional basketball player. Yes. The old NBA. Huge guy. Very big. Seven foot. Large, yes. Because of his size, he had to... Do all his own stunts. <laughs> there was nobody else they could find. Yeah, with the same size as him. I think they
1: they found someone for when he's like on his motorbike, and riding around. They got a, a double, but I guess he's crouched down you so know, he you can, can hide do that. it. But yeah, like yeah, you see. I mean, even just running, like it looks like he's just running on the court, doesn't he? Like he's just like he's running, but he's not running like a. Su- Maybe that's realistic
0: though. It's the first time oh. I've seen a superhero make for a dramatic exit using an escalator. <laughs> I mean <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> it is. Every every
1: every bloody like chase scene in this movie is so underwhelming and just
0: like, yep, keep up there, Shaq. Keep going. Can but do it. again, he kinda didn't have a choice, but I've got to applaud the guy for doing all his own stuff. that's it. That's he it. often looked awkward, but he's a big guy. Yeah. Like when he's using the grappling hook and he's sort of like wobbling and slowly rising. <laughs> Yeah. Uh. I mean if you follow basketball at all, you'd pick up on the joke. Or even if you don't follow basketball no. <laughs> they pretty, pretty much like hit you over the head with it. Like he's pretty bad at making a, a free throw.
1: Yeah, and he mentions that and then how many times does he try and like throw something and then the big climb
0: to save the day he has to make Oh, he has to make a
1: shot and he's like, I'm never
0: I'm no good at these and I mean one, there's a joke and you gotta look at it like, you know, he's willing to like, you know, poke fun at himself. Yeah. But you know, there's more jokes,
1: there's like, but you're right,
0: though. It's I mean, like, it, oh, it oh, at at least pays off.
1: Yeah, you're, you're um, what does Uncle Joe say? Oh, your yeah, your record's still intact, or something like that. And it's like, you know, that's a bit more subtle, but it's like, there's still a basketball dig there. We'll
0: get to Uncle Joe. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's just stay on, on steel for a little bit. In an interview, writer director Kenneth Johnson revealed that he originally wanted Wesley Snipes, it was Warner Brothers that felt casting O'Neill would help sell more toys and merchandise
1: yeah oh man the marketing actually I, I did
0: again like, i've been very familiar with this movie having the vhs but it wasn't until doing prep for this finding out that kenner who did the star wars toys mm. back in the day there's a big toy line and you noticed that they recycled what was it a 2 Face toy yeah there was um from like batman it was from batman forever It was a two-faced
1: toy, like his guns, his weapons, a lot of accessories and stuff from that toy line. Um, Yeah, you saw just recycled with these steel things. It makes sense; use the same molds.
0: It just goes to show that they're trying to push this movie, but on the cheap.
1: hmm.
0: So he's like, "Let's do toys." Well, all right. Well, I've got a couple of bodies over here. Let's get a new head on there. (laughs) But yes, but there's quite a lot you can get. Not just action figures. There's vehicles that you can get. The the bike. That's crazy. I've got on Amazon. Like They're a, available like available. Just for the novelty. Was there a Happy
1: Meal tie-in? I
0: imagine. I don't think there oh, was. I was. Like surely. But will. for the novelty, I thought about maybe picking up one. Just so... <laughs> I'm on my desk at home a little Shack O'Neill steel <laughs> toy. Well, think about think about
1: where DC was at this time. You know, think of the direction that bat the Batman films took after Batman Forever or after Batman Returns. So Batman sorry. Forever '95. They changed directions from Batman Returns to. To push the merchandise size, to to try and sell toys, and that's why we ended up with you know Batman Forever, how it was, and then Batman Batman and Robin, how it was, you know, like DC was definitely in that direction of merchandise, sell toys, or marketing.
0: Watching this movie, O'Neill is not an actor.
1: I mean, he's a charming he's, guy. He's, he's, he's playing a
0: part, pleasant. On that, he's a charming guy. Now a lot of the a lot of the dialogue, which isn't his fault, is terrible. Right. But you have someone like Snipes. I mean, it meant living in a world where Snipes was John Henry Irons and not Blade. That's not a world I want to live in. No, that would change the time but continuum. But somebody with charisma person. like Snipes, mm. having an actor could have made a little bit of difference. <laughs> I mean, the film would still be the film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, but it would have helped like
1: 1%. And I would have, it would have really changed it, I reckon. But yeah, it's, we, we would have still
0: got the end result. But I mentioned toys. This movie had colouring books. <laughs> like colouring <laughs> yeah. and activity books. I think there's like six like different ones. Crazy. The movie, it has a soundtrack. Yeah. You've got like Sharky's rapping. There's a song called uh, Men of Steel, which I think was like a big song from, from the album. Ice Cube is on here. They've actually you know, got proper people on this. Uh, there's people that I, I'm not familiar with, like Be Real, Peter Guns, KRS One. I'm assuming they're all people and somebodies, but all they're all on this album. The soundtrack reached number one hundred and eighty-five on the Billboard two hundred and twenty-six on the top R and B hip hop charts.
1: I mean, like the tracks are, you know, fine for that that style of of music and stuff. Like it. Like they're decent tracks, they're not like trash songs. It's odd to to hear them in, you know, like you're watching a superhero movie or a comic book movie and you know, like I get it. it's
0: almost like is this Shaq's like personal playlist? Like yeah, it just seems it's just the scope of this movie surprised me. I, I didn't know. Like, mm. I just I mean, again, without knowing it at a theatrical release when I was younger, I thought it was just, hey, look, there's this new video. They just it's DC. They churned it out, you know, like and then you would years expect later. Colouring in books, action figures
1: soundtracks like crazy yeah do you reckon it was just like obviously you being in the uk me being in australia do you reckon we weren't exposed to all of this external marketing or do you reckon it was just us based like i, I... and you know because i remember none is, of it we this. didn't
0: have you know the internet like we do today so that that would have changed things dramatically course, like yeah. we wouldn't have had that exposure maybe i mean because they... i don't i remember none of this steel stuff i just remember it
1: like i said probably got it as a rental probably just saw it was like hey steel sort of like superman yeah okay i'll watch that that was that was the exposure where was the marketing i don't think we got it but i could be wrong
0: let's talk sparky we have (laughs) or oracle (laughs) susan sparks voiced by annabeth gish and i didn't realize you say voiced by played by i did i'm so used to animation on the show (laughs) Uh, played by annabeth gish also voiced by Anna Gage. <laughs> Do you recognise her? Something about her seems very... Do you... I, I mean, I I did not want to put the evidence I, of Googling her. I like, know what okay. you would know her from. And I'm like, holy oh, okay. crap. Okay. She was in The Haunting of Hill House. As recent as last year. She played the busted-up caretaker's wife with a deep history related to the ghost-filled oh, house.
1: Oh, that other lady who's not part of the family. Yeah, but she's oh,
0: done wow. heaps of other stuff as well. I'd say... She's probably the person that has worked the most out of the cast, I would say. Yeah? What she's else was done she? A lot of stuff. I could have just Googled it. Now I'm interested. Stop pushing me. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought you'd, I thought you'd be impressed enough with The Haunting no, of Pearl I House. want more. Well, you, you mentioned Oracle. Like she very much is. They're doing an Oracle thing. DC's Oracle. Like well, she's based on that character.
1: I like always said like, they're not pulling existing characters,
0: they're creating their own, but they're doing Oracle one day. It's like they've gone out of the way for it not to be. A DC film, mm. but at the same time, there's characters saying things like Superman, Dynamic Duo, the Batcave. The Cave. Batcave, yeah. We're getting all this stuff. So it's kind of like weird. It's as if it's or do they the just ma- exist in a world where DC comics exist? I was gonna say yeah, it's yeah. almost as if they live in the real world, mm. and yeah, and then they're mentioning, you know, oh look, it's like that superhero in that comic book or that TV show. So it's very weird. That they've done that, like in the comics, Steel lived in Suicide Slum, which is a rundown area of Metropolis, where you know gang violence is bad and all these things. But the <laughs> gang violence is bad. They've moved away from this. Yeah, I mean they do tell us that a lot in this movie. <laughs> like the, a lot of this, it plays like you know the end of GI Joe, where we get the you know the words of wisdom at the end, yeah. and you know stay in school, kids, and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Nathaniel Burke. Jude Nelson, John Bender himself, yes, he's awful in this, <laughs> I think he's great as John Bender, but I don't think I've seen anything else where I've gone, you know what, he's doing something really good in this, yeah no, yeah, and I was getting like um sort of like a budget Bruce Willis vibe off him,
1: just like, oh really,, just the you know like when Bruce Willis is really phoning it in, yeah, <laughs> which he does a lot, but yeah, this is Ooh, ben. Oh, oh. Yeah, I was just—I was really, yeah. He was just really vibing on the on the Willis. I, I don't know what
0: more I can say. He's really not that good in this. Well,
1: the first time you see him, like you just look at him and go, like if you weren't familiar, you'd still go,
0: "Oh yeah, you're the bad guy."
1: Like he might as well have just rocked up on screen and said, "Hi, I'm the bad guy," and then walked off. It was. The let same me t- to the let room. me tell
0: you one of the things he literally says in this movie. Oh, does he say I'm the bad guy? He says this: "Eat the hot dog, don't be one." Yeah, what does that mean? I don't know. But that's him talking to... Is that like a homosexual thing? I don't think so. <laughs> like, this is not that kind of movie. But this this is him talking to Slats, who is played by Hill Harper. Hmm. There you go. Played by, not voiced by. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Yes, yeah, so we've got Slats in this. And this guy looked familiar. He's in the TV series CSI New York. He was in Limitless, The Good Doctor. And he's still working today, but he's not got the eye patch. <laughs> he left <laughs> He left that behind. You may have noticed that I moved on from Nathaniel Burke. Oh, I, that's think... it, I
1: mean, I'm the same.
0: Yeah. What else is there to say? Well, let's talk Richard Roundtree as Uncle Joe. Oh, there's so much to say. Where do we start? Let's... Just to, just to
1: tell you where I'm coming from. The scenes with Shaq and like the family members. So Uncle Joe, like his... Is it his grandma? Is you know, it, like, Yeah, yeah. Grandma Even though Odessa. they're cheesy, even though they feel like... Is this daytime TV that we're watching? You know, like just a real cheap little... This TV show. Like, again, there's a little bit of charm. A little bit of, like, you know, like, if you just go with it, it's nice. Uncle yeah. Uncle Joe. Yeah, I think there's a Grandpa Joe or Uncle Joe. Grandpa Joe's Willy Wonka. Uncle Joe. Uncle Joe. <laughs> when he's talking, like, I kind of smirked every time he was on screen just because
0: he was just talking shit. Literally. Like, when he's talking he's saying things like, well, I'll be dipped in shit and rolled in breadcrumbs. Love it. One of my favourite quotes of all time. Like, I remembered this from that first watch all those years ago. On one hand, ridiculous. On the other, I like it. Like, because it's nuts. I mean, you do know that Richard Roundtree was the original shaft. Hence the shaft jokes, yeah. It, it, well, like, what I was going to say, yeah, because if you didn't, he's telling you. <laughs> like, there's a scene where he's referring to the hammer. I did the iron work myself. I especially like the shaft. Now if in is that context a homosexual? This is the thing, and you're going there again. In context, if you know that he was Shaft You get it. You get it. If not, it's weird. It sounds it's, a bit gay. Yeah. Which is okay. Yeah, of course. But, but it sounds a bit gay. When he's talk he's talking about he was John Shaft. Was and is. He's back, isn't he? He's doing a new movie with <laughs> yeah, Sam shit. Jackson. We're gonna get three generations of Shaft. But let's <laughs> let's <laughs> Oh god, that sounds rude. <laughs> um yeah, you mentioned uh, Grandma Odessa played by Irma P. Hall. Yeah, she's good. And her souffle is it Souffles? Well that's her whole arc, isn't it? Like yeah. she wants to like you know, like do infusion food, like French cuisine mm. and open up her own little like cafe or Grandma Odessa has, has the strongest arc, character
1: arc in this movie. And it has a beginning, middle and end. It really and does you, and you feel I'm not satisfied. saying it's a great one. I'm just saying it's the best <laughs> this movie has. She achieves it by the end of it. She does. And every scene that she's in, it's like, you know, like, shh, we have to be so we've got to, (laughs) we've got that souffle. I'm going to get another bloody SWAT team comes in and just like causes a
0: ruckus. Oh, it's edge of my seat stuff. And we've got Iron's brother, Martin, played by Ray J, who I found out all these years later married a Kardashian. That's like his thing, and he's a Ah. rapper, and he's done all this stuff. (gasps) Ray J, was that the one in the, with the video? With, was that Was that? Is him? it Kim
1: and Ray J? Was that the that one really? kick the whole... All I know. ...Kardashian
0: cinematic universe? I'll go back over to saying this. A Kardashian. I don't know which one. Was, There's too many. I think it was There's Kim. Too, was that him? I think it was that video. Oh, wow. I didn't think that's what that's, we are talking about no, today. That's not a gay thing at all. But if you don't know him from that, you may know him as Cedric Williams, the older brother in Mars Attacks. He played oh. Pam Grier's son. I'm learning so much, today. I don't know I
1: was going to say
0: fantastic but so isn't... AJ he's done things and we've got Kevin Greview who has the most distinctive voice mm. in cinema or well, at least one of he's scary almost he sounds like Satan <laughs> he's <laughs> like, like a monster so, demon and he's playing the character Singer who's like the, he's the muscle Yeah, you know he's his co-worker she's in the lift and it goes wrong he's and... a hell good singer <laughs> well, oh, with that voice with, with a name like Singer <laughs> But, you know, he was best known for his role as Reyes in the Underworld series, which he did co-create. Oh, so really? So he's done stuff, yes, as wow. well as being, like, hired muscle. He's not this. just a voice. Yeah, he's... <laughs> but it's, it's a pretty impressive voice, though, isn't it? Yeah, a little bit scary. So let's talk the steel costume. I've mentioned it looks kind of, well, for the most part, like rubber. It definitely looks like metal, doesn't it? No. like. But you know... If, I mean, it's not a practical costume. So like if we just steal. If from we the go bay, by from the comic to the to the movie, if you
1: go by the comic look or you, you know what should be the Superman version of it, it's you know there's the there's so the it's S-cress, got the S crest, he's got the, the cape. red cape, yeah. It's pretty much made of metal steel. This is, uh, I mean, they call it out in the movie. Like they, someone calls him like so, Lancelot or Camelot or something like that.
0: I mean that's what the the writer director was going for like a yeah, like a, a and... medieval knight in the modern day right that's essentially what they're going for you exactly right. I mean at least they intended on that I mean it, yeah you're right in the in the comic book he was directly inspired by superman so he's got the cape but the closest we get to superman in this is one two maybe even three extreme close ups of Shaq's superman tattoo that's actually Shaq's tattoo yeah like he's got it and he's got Man of Steel tattooed on there, so that was that's the closest that we get to it, which is a little bit. It's, it's, it is disappointing. Like again, I understand yeah. why they've done it this way, but when I'm watching the movie, why have they done thinking, it this oh, way? Because knights didn't have capes. Oh, true. That, oh for that reason. Because I think in
1: the larger sense, like why they why they made this decision in making that movie to not have it set in? They just wanted it contemporary. New in its own standalone. This movie today, it'd have a cape.
0: Yeah. Like you look at like costumes. Oh, definitely, yeah. Like, the, you know, as the years go on, the more successful comic book movie adaptions are or comic f- book films, they're getting closer to the actual comic. Even if it's the right
1: choice or not. Yes! I
0: mean, no, yes, you're right. L- no, put the cape to one side, the, the S shield to one side, the actual the mask in the comics. Every interpretation of Steel, it's completely covered. Right, so they want to... Because, you know, he's protecting his face. (laughs) There's many times in this, he's shot at, and the bullets are just deflecting, but he's... You know, like Batman. Yeah. He's got his mouth Shoot at his head! But if you're hiring... If you're paying Shaq to be in your movie, you want it to look as though Shaq is in that costume. I mean, that's it. And years later, we've already talked about Iron Man, like, how they portrayed him in the suit genius yeah cuz you have got a to... wide shot you've got the you know he's in, you can see the computer working and it's just a shot of Danny junior and it's perfect but they don't do that here they give him a mask that just does not look like steel no, and and also with the mask
1: as well like as much as you can make the rest of it appear to be steel and for the most part it does look like it's made out of you know metal like if if you you know things are going to shot at the sound effects that all helps his mask, like the little flaps like that go down near his chin, they're like constantly wobbling like
0: rubber in the they wind. Sh- they shouldn't move. But then as I'm watching, I'm thinking, but plastic would be more comfortable than steel. <laughs> like you know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> if, if you're going for comfort, it just wouldn't be very good for I mean, Shaq was comfortable. Okay. <laughs> but no. It, it, it just seems crazy. So I mean bad. how much would how much extra would it have cost? Now I, I know they wanted a contemporary style, but to put a cape on it.
1: That would have been the cheapest
0: part of the <laughs> you No, know, it's like, just, just put like a red curtain, like stuff it down his collar. Give him a towel. Give him a red towel. So the the tone is fairly... The tone's weird. Now, I, I did read that the the writers of this movie, or the writer, went to speak to kids in the area where they shot this. I think it was LA. I think that's where right, they shot Yeah, this. And they were saying that, okay, they were showing the kids lines of dialogue. Would you say this? If not, how would you have said this? So they were trying to make it genuine to how people or kids of that age actually spoke. So at the time, do you reckon it transcended better? Like, you know like because now
1: you you when you watch it back now, it's sort of you know, every almost every line, especially the ones from like you know the gangster kids. I'm mean, like, wow, slang... they're all corny yeah. and terrible. But, but...
0: slang does changed, doesn't it? Like, you look yeah, back on it. what someone said you know, a year ago, five years ago, ten years ago. So is it
1: more that, like, the
0: dialogue has dated really badly, or... Maybe the kids were just having a laugh. <laughs> yeah, of course we'd say that. Sure. Dipped in shit. Yep. Yeah, we'd, <laughs> we'd say that. We'd say that. But I did read, though, like, it was, it was quite serious, like, dangerous, where they were actually shooting. And most of the scenes, when he's in costume, it's at night. And I think a lot of that was to disguise the suit. Right. So they were was, there was shooting at night, and there was a scene where oh, they had, they, had like, they had lights set up or something and then there was like a local gang and they were shooting out the lights because they thought it was the police and not a production crew. And then because there was gunfire, a police helicopter arrived and these gang members are shooting out the helicopter. Wow. And it's like, holy shit. So, you know. Wow. So that actually that
1: explains <coughs> a lot because like, you take a lot of those scenes where, you know, like Steel is out on the street, and you know, it's, it's LA, it's at night. And obviously the production crew have like like, cornered off the the streets. There's no traffic. There's literally... There's not... Like, the streets are so empty. It's not a lived-in city. Like, it makes sense a little bit more now that they kind of had to do that, I guess, with the real-world stuff that was going on in the background, with having to deal with all that.
0: No insurance company would insure extras (laughs) to be walking around in the background on this movie. So, tonally, he just seems all over because, like, the look of the costume is kind of silly. As elements of the comic... It's fine, for the most part, except for when his chin's wobbling. Mm. But then the, they trying to have like a serious message as well. It's it's kind of up and down. But again, but you've like, got all the cheesy dialogue. What
1: really is the message? Like, is it is it gangs are bad, guns are bad, or is it
0: gangs are bad, uh, laser beams are bad? Laser too? beams are bad. But the whole thing about John Henry is that like he's trying to create weapons that don't kill, and that's like his whole thing. So he's, yeah. there's meant to be like a good message, and, and the wanting a role model in John Henry Irons, Right, yeah. For for the kids, especially, I guess, like, to get all serious, like,
1: you know, the, the kids of, of those environments, like, all oh, those ethnicities and stuff like that, someone they can look up to and say, oh, you know. I mean, they already have Shaquille O'Neal as, like, a sports star, as someone they already do look up to. Make him Which got superhero. him
0: cast in the film. Make, right?
1: make him a superhero as well, they can also
0: look up to. Like, it's a double look-up. It's how like they tried in 97 to have... A, African-American lead in a superhero film. Mm-hmm. And then, a couple of decades later, they finally <laughs> achieve it with Black Panther. I but mean, it they could did... have started with, with Shaq, I mean, apparently. They did well with Blade. They did well with Blade. They, they did, but Blade, you know, he's he, although a Marvel Comics character, mm-hmm. he's not a superhero. Like Black That's Panther true, yeah. is a superhero. Steel, in the comic, he is a legitimate superhero. I've got to think, a reason why this movie even got made in the first place, it's... Produced by Quincy Jones, who is a big fan of the comic. Okay, cool. The comic that came out in 93, and then just a couple of years later, in 97, live action movie. Nuts. That's quite a quick turnaround. The score, steals theme, It's, it's better really than
1: the film. It's <laughs> better catchy. than the film.
0: It is so catchy. Like, can, can we just... The movie? Is it the best part of the movie? It's one of. It's the best part of it. And you know, I love the addition of, like, just hitting steel. <laughs> like You know, the sound effects <laughs> yeah. out of the doof. Oh, man, it is really cool. And you get, like, you know, the, the molten lava and the steel and, in the opening. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Mm. But it, it is a great thing. And whenever he's doing something heroic, he might often look silly, but the sound is incredible. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, the music. Just close your eyes. <laughs> close your eyes and listen. I will say this as a better score than Iron Man. I will, I will say that. <gasps> no. I mean, in every other way, Iron Man's clearly a better movie. I mean, but this, this, has this a, movie has no, This has story. a catchier...
1: Like a, oh, I told you before we recorded, you know, like, after watching this, I had this tune stuck in my head
0: all day. All day! Not just a little bit. All freaking day! And before we recorded, you told me that, and I had no control. I started humming the thing. <laughs> <laughs> it was just involuntary. I love it. Yeah, I'm trying not to do you it. You all heard it at the start of this. <laughs> uh, right.
1: Of this episode, if you're not humming it right now, yeah, you obviously didn't to cut us. the right piece. You're together. Not listening to <laughs> us. You're <laughs> just
0: still humming the thing. Uh, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> so I think we've arrived at the rating. Oh, I don't what's that. Look, like, let's start with positive. Keep in mind, Shack may be listening.
1: <laughs> love you, Shack. The score, yeah, amazing. It's so catchy. There are a lot of like um, nice little scenes, like you know, like with his family members and stuff, and you know, there's charm to it. Shaq does have a charm uh, uh, with him. Um, that's about where it starts. A lot of the dialogue is so bad. The one-liners, but you can take from this. I don't even know if they're good or if they're just so bad that they're good. It's hammer time. Yeah, oh. <laughs> that's another one. They even they even take stuff from like other pop culture stuff,
0: like. like Sparky says it's not easy being green. Yep, that's in there. You yeah. know the, the writer director, he he was I don't think he was responsible for, but he did a lot of work on the Incredible Hulk. So I'm not right, quite yeah. sure if that's a reference to that or Kermit the Frog. I don't know where where they're going there.
1: One of the cops I don't know if this is like a, if they've bleeped him or if they changed his if they censored him, I mean. Um but he's like something like what the butt.
0: That's pretty terrible.
1: Like he says what the butt? <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's uh, that's been dubbed. <laughs> <laughs> that's The MPPA was coming after them or whatever they're called. What should we do about this scene? Uh, Just dub him uh, sane, Bob. Uh, <laughs> I, I,
1: I soft to swear. But yeah, look, uh, the majority of this does feel like a made-for-TV movie or a TV pilot. And look, if this was the start of a TV series, maybe it could have been something really cool. Like You know, you, you take those... Yes, you, you take a step back and you give it a little bit of leeway because it's a TV series or something I'm like you know, and they could have gone on other little adventures. The way it ends, it ends like,
0: you know, our hour of adventure just finished and we wrapped it all up and <laughs> we're all good. I agree with that completely because but, if it was a pilot, like the things, the the main issues that we're having, whether it's the design of the costume and various other things, All could have been fixed could along have fixed the it. lines, you know, it could have.
1: Yeah, they could a bit more money over time. Things went
0: well. They could have, like, increased the parts of characters that are working, mm. like, you know, the grandma, Uncle Joe, Sparky. Because there are elements there that could have, you know, like, performances aren't great, but,
1: you know, like, there was something there. There's a charm to, you know, some of the characters, and I think there, there was more to sort of explore there, but at the end of the day, like, it just falls flat as feeling like a made-for-TV movie, and it baffles me that, this was on the big screen and not many, but a few people paid money to see it. Uh, so, some idiots
0: bought it on VHS. I watched it at home and I can't imagine it looking better, bigger. Like, like, like would, you it been, you get would it number. have been clearer?
1: Like,
0: <laughs> um, but look, yes,
1: yeah, see, I mean, a generous two. <laughs> oh, I don't
0: even know. Two, yeah. A generous yeah. two,
1: look, it, it wasn't horrendously painful to watch. It's just not very good. Like, it, but it, you know, there's a story.
0: You can have that quote.
1: It's consistent. <laughs> yeah, put that on the poster. Yeah. It's consistently, you know, yeah, the tone is consistent. It's consistently pretty average. Pretty all right,
0: bad. yeah, you take that's, that's fair. Two out of five. Before getting to my rating, I just remembered. You know the scene at the end when you got Sparky and she's in a wheelchair and you mm. find out like she's giving it like she's giving it the upgrade. There's all the weapons. She's way more effective than anything steel did in this movie why, <laughs> that you know, wheelchair was why, better that wheelchair she, was better than his suit why is she out in the van like she should be like <laughs> out front oh man that scene where he turns his suit metallic he looks ridiculous and mm. then the last thing to hit is the bin lid <laughs> or was it a, a sewer cap but anyways something round but,
1: I love how his suit comes with a dog whistle Oh, he's, <laughs> well, just a high pit frequency thing but still it's a dog whistle don't be a hot dog <laughs> <laughs>
0: Much of that quote, but you know, so did John Nelson. I'm gonna come a little bit higher, but that's because I was feeling sentimental about this movie. <laughs> because protective over it wasn't until I was re watching it for this that I realized or remembered how many times I've actually watched it and I knew what was gonna happen as it was like, just before it happened. Right. Very familiar with this, it's you know, I've got a soft spot for it, and just the idea. Of re-watching it and doing a podcast just excited me. <laughs> just the idea of doing an episode all about steel. I'm going to come in at a three. Three out of five. There is so many problems with this, but it does it does have a charm. It, and again, it came out at a time where we didn't really have a lot of this stuff. We're spoilt for choice today, but in 97, we wasn't. Three out of five. It's... Whoa! It's it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. And, you know, full disclosure, and if you've heard the show before, I'm a big DC fan, so a a DC character live action, you know, I'm I'm always going to give it a bit of leeway, but it's a three out of five. My favourite
1: part was when Shaq ran off to save that, was it that, female police officer, and then Ray J was like, No! There's fire!
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I just really enjoyed your retelling. (laughs) Four out of five. (laughs) So that's it for our episode all about steel. If you want to contact us about this episode or request a topic for an upcoming show, you can contact us on Facebook as Sounds Like Comics Podcast. Our next episode will all be about Marvel's The Punisher Season 2, unless it isn't. So (laughs) it is on the agenda. But maybe we'll sneak out another show in between now and then. But if not, season two of The Punisher will be in the next episode. If you missed it, you can check out what Jay and I thought about Titans. You started Titans yet, Jason? No,
1: it's, on the, it's in there.
0: I, I, I had to find time for Steel. 90 minutes. <laughs> 90 <laughs> minutes. Get on to Titans. It's a good show. Also, that film, Stu, have recent reviews for Glass and Reign of the Superman. VY and review, discuss Die Hard in their latest episode. You finally so, got that one about out. About freaking time, I reckon. Nah, yeah, it's all right. It's it, listen. Thanks for being on the show today, Jason. Nah, no worries. No worries at all. As always, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time.